When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You miss the old days, but nothing changed unless you change what's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach, let it sink. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Do the pain? What's your plan? Is it plain? On a plane? How to play? I'm just playing. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Did it pain? What's up? All right, all right, all right. Uh, see, I, I don't think I jumped it this time. I might have been talking a little bit, but it's always <laughs> one constant, one constant thing being said. But once again, you are now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors. Um, clap it up, 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 clap it up. We are still here. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of ideas, a lot of plans happening. Um, coming in the coming months for the summer months. And um, hopefully beyond, you know, we was um, in talks about television, all kinds of stuff. And um, that's kind of exciting, especially coming from, you know, someone like myself. I'm Molly, the voice. That's word. That's my man, Joe. Words by Joe. Um, And it's kind of exciting time right now. It's a crazy time. It's a stressful time, but it's an exciting time all, all in the same. Uh, what we got coming up, we got um paying homage seg- segment. We have a special guest host today. I mean, he's coming back for a second time. Mm-hmm. I guess he liked what he. I guess like I guess he liked what was going on the first time, so he's back for a second go round. I believe all our I believe all our guests want to come back around. I think we need to make that happen for them. Absolutely. Um, there's always there's always something that can be talked about. So you know, right. making right. it is like we said before. Like we need to expand our time because right. we don't. We give them a little taste of what they're doing, and then they got to come back and give the rest. You know. Well, that's where you know we we did what we you know they putting the numbers up. Everything is growing. We hearing good things about the you know who's following and the such. And I think it could even be better if we start to begin to understand the the the, the you know how heavy think you know how heavy this is and and the importance of doing things such as letting us letting people know the platforms we're on. All right, I'll go first. We're on YouTube, Joe. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Mixcloud. We're on Google Podcast. We're on iTunes Podcast. And of course, the EveningRushNetwork.com. Yes, yes. And our very own platform, Plug with Molly and Joe on Facebook. You can follow us there. You can follow us on um, Instagram. And what is that? What is that handle on Instagram? Plugged at, I'm sorry, at Plugged MJ. Yes. All right. MJ meaning not Michael Jackson, not Michael Jordan. (laughs) Uh, MJ meaning Molly and Joe. Right. Go Instagram at Plugged with Molly and Joe. The call-in number, you guys can call in. You guys can call in. Stick around, be a part of the show, be involved with the show, ask us questions, 
listen, don't agree with us. We had someone call in that didn't agree. No, they didn't call in, but they didn't agree with us. Let's just say that, right? And um, we don't mind. We don't mind. We're here to open, to expand our minds. We're here to to feed the people. So that number is 929-441-2417. That's 929-441-2417. Joe? Yes, give us a little challenge. We're looking forward to it. It's great for us to feed you this information, but it's also great when we can have discussion about the information. That's how we really know that you're out there listening. So continue to uh, continue to support us on the networks and also call in because we like a little back and forth sometimes, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> Maybe during the week, if we got time, we could, you know, take it to the take it to the to the to the Facebooks and to the social media platforms and see what our people is talking about. Um, check out our old shows. Check out, you know, we got about, what, 11 or 12 of them. Check yes. them out. There's different There's different um, topics. There's different vibes. There's different views in, in, in the majority of them. So check us out, all right? So what we're going to do, we're going to segue, unless Joe have anything else to say as far well, as that. Well, first, first, first and foremost, before we move on, I want to congratulate your New York Knicks for making the playoffs last night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a hater, but I'm a humble hater. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations. New York basketball is back in New York again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how, these next couple of months going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Between New York and Brooklyn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be yeah. a lot. It's going to swag. It's gonna be a lot of swag going on. You yes. know, that Brooklyn swag, that New York swag. Listen, I, I listen. I love being a Nick fan. What's funny is I love being a Nick fan based on the fact that um, it did bring the boroughs together. I'm a man of unity. You know what I'm saying? So if you was from uptown, if you was from you know Harlem, if you was from Bronx, if you was from Queens, we all shared in one thing. We was all Nick fans. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I grew up, like I said, most of my friends are Nick fans, so I had to live with that arrogant. Uh, behavior during the months of May to June, uh, April right, to June, right, right. every year. So I get it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's coming back again. So I'm ready for it this time now that I'm older. So I'm Brooklyn born, raised. I read Brooklyn, <laughs> BK to the fullest, Biggie, baby, baby, all that. You know what I mean? Empire State of Mind, all that. I love Brooklyn, but Brooklyn as a team. Listen, trust me, they don't want no other borough. Rooting for them, they don't want <laughs> so, and that's just that, that's just the Brooklyn way, man. We'll talk about that one day, but that's just the Brooklyn swag, man. We we don't want nobody in on our in in on our stuff, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm a Nick fan. I, I like the unity about it, you know what I mean? Brooklyn is a little little segregated, you know what I mean? But first, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do what we always do when we open up the show. Um, besides the introductions and the such, we're gonna pay homage, pay homage, pay homage, 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 homage. Ashe, Ashe, and um, Joe, as usual, you up first, brother. Well, this is a very special day today because my ancestor is still alive that I'm paying homage to. It's also his birthday. Mm-hmm. The legend, the man, the myth. Not really a myth, but he's real. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Stevie, Stevelyn Morris Judkins, Hardaway Judkins. That's who he was born as, an American singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer. Mm-hmm. A prominent, also as activist as well. Prominent mm-hmm. figure in popular music during the second half of the 20th century. 
Also one of the most successful songwriters and musicians of all time. I believe it's 25 Grammys. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 25 Grammys as far for the most for a male singer. I think Michael Jackson might be the second, but uh, Stevie is the first. So let's listen. I can remember I used to work for this uh, company downtown as for summer youth one year, and the first album I heard by Stevie's was "Songs in the Key of Life." So mm-hmm. that was, you know, I wish Sir Duke, um, Pastime Paradise. And the guy is playing it. So I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I need this album. So he made a tape for me back in the days when we had Walkmans, you know. So I had my big yellow Sony Walkman. And I playing it. And I must have wore that tape to the to the bone, you know. But that was my first encounter. And then I got to see Stevie about six, seven years ago when he was doing the Song of the Kill Life tour at Barclays. So that was one of my first events at the Barclay. So, you know, my circle of life is complete when it comes to Stevie Wonder. So that, that was just an amazing experience for me, you know. And I, I say to Stevie, continue. Maybe yeah. one day I'll join you in, um, maybe one day I'll join you in Ghana. I don't know. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie is a special, I mean, you know, we can speak about the fact that the man is blind, right? That's, no. That's not even like, like even... That's not even something that's um, a prominent fact about him, to, you know, when it comes down to his history because of everything he has done. Um, but my um, my my ancestor, and it's not the ancestor, but what I'm paying homage to at this moment, will go down as one of the ancestors who began um, the movement of our time, the movement that we were able to experience in our time, and that's Colin Kaepernick, you know, and... Um, that brother right there, man, Colin Rand Kaepernick, is an American civil rights activist and former football quarterback. He played six seasons for the San Francisco 49ers in the National Football League, and he basically single-handedly spearheaded and represented the, the amount of fight we have in us today. He is directly probably responsible for a plug with Molly and Joe right now. He's probably directly, you know, indirectly responsible for a lot of movements that is happening throughout um, this country. You know, um, just by taking, doing what? Taking a knee. What he did was he took a knee against systemic oppression. And up until this day, systemic oppression is something that we try to highlight to these people that that's what we're under. Yep. And um, in knowing that, listen, I, I, my, my, my hat is definitely off to a Colin Kaepernick. I believe that um, I believe that that one thing he did was symbolic to the movement that we're on now that we're talking about today, the civil rights movement. I don't get why we're still talking about our civil rights, but we have to. Right. So that's that's a sad part about this whole thing. Well, like you say, when it's it's something that ha- it's a shame, it's disappointing that it has to be brought to the forefront when mm-hmm. we're looking at times and you would think through all the events that have taken place, you would think this is a non-factor. Like we've dealt with this. We're done with this already. We can move forward. But sometimes you still need people to uh, to let you understand, hello, we're still in a movement right now. People are still being treated unfairly. We still don't have our rights. Right. Right. And it seems like the fact that it's still being brought up, that's the problem. Not the fact right. that 
he made the actions, but the fact that it's like, well, why are y'all still complaining about it? It's part right. of American society. Deal with right. it. But so right, what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pin that because Cap actually the reason why I chose Cap he ties into one of our current event topics today. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pin that. And what we're going to do is we're going to introduce our guest for today, the one and only, my brother from another mother, um, Zachariah Ben Israel. Uh, 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 yeah, there you go. Yay. What's up, brother? Thanks for coming back on. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I pulled you in just to get just some some other energy. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm just glad that you was ready, willing, and able to jump on at a, at a minute's notice because I just, you know, I, like I said, Things that, you know, there's a lot going on on this side of town, you know, the, the, the brother passed and all that other stuff. And, you know what I mean? So there's so much going on. So I just, I don't know, maybe I just needed some California sunshine or something, brother. You know what I mean? California soul. Yeah, some California <laughs> soul. Yeah. Anytime, literally a minute's notice, that's all you need. All right, brother. Thank you, man. So what we're going to do is we're going to just jump right in because everybody know who you is. If they don't, y'all could go to the episode. We'll let you know what episode he was in. And you could go to that episode and you could hear all about who, who this brother is. Very good brother. Um, his family has been part of a fight sent, I mean, for generations now, literally for generations. And if you want to hear a story, you could check out our show. I'll let you know what episode that was. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to move on to current events today. And the first topic in the current events side is Tim Tebow being signed to the NFL. Resigned. The re it's Tebow time again. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> is I, it I, I, <laughs> it's like it took us back a whole decade. Like, really? Are we going to mention why he, was, uh, why he was dropped in the first place? I mean, listen, I don't know, man. I, I, but he was a quarterback then, so his yeah, quarterback has a tight end. So a quarterback, he was a quarterback slash running back. They didn't know right. what, to bring, what to draft him as because he could be a running back or a quarterback. So. Right, right, right. So my first thing I want to throw at you guys, you guys can speak to it, is this a symbol of white privilege or they're just giving a guy another chance? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can tell by my sigh. I'm, 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 I personally feel Tim Tebow is 33, 34 years old. Uh, he hasn't played in the NFL for eight years. He was on the Mets for five years. He was a commentator for college football. He hasn't really been involved in the NFL for the last eight years. So what do you see in a Tim Tebow right now when you have so many other players younger players that are coming in that may do a lot more you know people connected to his you know with urban Meyer when he was in florida who was the head coach of jacksonville the team that signed him which i get it you know you want to give the brother a shot but there are so many other players that have that are still free agents this year that have not been picked up yet and that can use the opportunity and they're younger than tebow so when you look at Tip Tebow, it definitely, I, I won't say it's white privilege, but I'll definitely say it's privilege. It's definitely privilege. Knowing the right person, knowing your, your, your old head coach and making something work. Maybe he's trying to get Tim Tebow into coaching. You don't know. Maybe this could be the step to, you know, to see where he is and his, his mindset. Okay. But, maybe, you know, I, 
but at the same time, like you, well, you know, like we talked about, you can look at a Colin Kaepernick and realize, well, how come he hasn't gotten an offer? We understand there's no with Tebow, there's no drama behind him. But at the same time, now you've opened up Pandora's box. You said, okay, well, if you can sign Tim Tebow, you can definitely look at a Colin Kaepernick and say, What's right, right, right. So, you know? Zachariah, what you think? I'm gonna be the. Uh... I'm gonna be the guy to to dig a little deeper, maybe too deep sometimes into these issues. But I'm not I'm not gonna pretend to be you know this uh, football analyst or know much about it because to be honest, I've been turned off by you know mainstream sports uh, for some years now, and that's because of the politics behind it. Um, you know, yeah. talked about how our World Series were fixed way back in the days. I mean, that's that's everything. NBA, NFL, you name it. You know what I'm saying? Because the people that pull these strings, um, you know, even went back to when, you know, um, my man from uh, from Golden State slipped in the sweat spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there was a big conspiracy theory about, well, they left that there on purpose, you know what I mean, to change the the whole uh, momentum of the game. So I think this, just like we have going on in society by these puppet masters that are pulling the strings behind the scenes, I think the same thing is going on here. And it's, it's less white privilege and more about what type of money it, that his image alone will bring to the sport. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's the commer- commercialization of that type of, of person or whatever. And yeah, it's because he's white. That's not, you know, that's not, you know, being swept under the rug. You know what I mean? But whereas, uh, you know, Cap, you try to bring Cap back in, it's going to create this whole controversial thing that people like, you know, the guys that run the NFL and the owners and all these, you know, big head elites. Uh, I wouldn't even call them real true elites, but the big head. In entertainment right, because you bought cap name up and that's why i'm that's why i'm gonna cap it off for both of you guys get it cap it off for both of you guys so because we the, the next the next point the next point brings in cap right so what i'm gonna say to it real quick and just uh, you know the, just just to just to just to nutshell it you guys are absolutely right i don't i think it's just a matter of privilege i'm at if it's a matter of white privilege man if you don't want to put a color to it, you ain't got to put a color to it, but it's the privilege of one of the elites, you know what I mean? What, you know, uh, what they are willing to allow as, you know, as, as acceptance into, into what they consider second chances and such. Colin Kaepernick, they don't, you know, they, um, they might not be looking at that as the same thing. And that goes into the contrast between Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick situation. So my point, my thing is, there is no contrast. Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow wasn't chased out of the league based off of his views in life. Although some would think so, because remember he was supposed to be this hard earned Christian and that might've been turning people off, all this other stuff. Some people were saying he was privileged then. Some people were saying he was privileged when he was first in the league because he was actually trash. You understand what I'm saying? So him being trash, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, that was privilege way back when, when that, that could have been a roster spot for somebody else, right? And then, so now you got Colin Kaepernick, who actually took a team to the Super Bowl, who actually has shown some some signs of being a star, and because he took a stance on social social injustices, he was he was actually kicked out. Me, there is no contrast. You know what I mean? 
And yeah, I, I remember that Jay-Z was trying to get him back in. But I think, and personally, my thing is, and that goes to our next point, I think he was better off not going back. But that goes to my next point. But you guys, Joe, contrast between Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. Is there any contrast? Is there any comparison? Is there is there is there is there comparison to where it shows the white privilege as a, as opposed to what Colin Kaepernick was all about being a black man going for his rights? Um, I'm going to be very blunt with this, and I may sound a little negative when I say this. Tim Tebow, white. Colin Kaepernick, black. That's the difference. That's the only thing. That's the difference. Mm. That's the. That's it. I mean, you could you could put facts and figures behind it, but me personally, similar age, uh, they brought to the sport. They have the same type of abilities. They're even similar in their style. Their player style. Right, 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 reckless. Right, right. right, right. They, they both kind of have similar playing styles, but the only difference is one is for black causes, and uh, and, and and damn near. Brought the NFL down to its knees. And one uh, happy Christian. And the, other, and the other gentleman is a Christian and not causing any drama. Right. And that's, 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 I, I agree with that. And I, it, you know, it is about the white black, but it's more about what Colin Kaepernick stands for. What a, what our said they garbage. garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's talking about something that, that in the news is hot, you know, like for the past years. You know what I mean? And he's taking a stance for something that, if it's frustrated on a a large number, has frustrated a large member number of uh, members of our society. So, you taking standing up, you know, for what's right, or kneeling rather say for what's right, you know, on a controversial subject. It doesn't matter what you're trying to get into. The media is going to try to suppress that regardless. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and the NFL, we can't forget, man. These sports, um, you know platforms these sports organizations they're they're part of the media man you know one of our one of our viewers said um did, does it matter like if shouldn't they have brought him back now to prove that they're down with the black lives matter movement and i say um no i say um they they already they already put in a lot of time and money towards him i mean to be every to be honest with you they done gave him money already because of what was going on. So he's already capitalized off of what he's been doing as, as you know, as far as this movement is concerned. So I don't think, I don't, you know, I don't think that, I don't think they need a symbolism of that magnitude, you know, in my, in my, in my opinion, but um, that's now you go with regard to serving the cause, the black lives matter movement, right? This is regard to serving the cause the black lives matter movement. We, we usually make it go hand in hand. Cap Black Lives Matter movement, which holds more weight. Cap taking and continuing to take a stand, meaning what he's been doing, or his return to the NFL. So that goes with the, the viewers' question as well. Well, me personally, I holding more weight is taking a stand for what's going on because we haven't really seen any real justice in regards to what's happening. Right. So him taking a stand and continuing that legacy will mean a lot more at the end of the day. Yeah. Him coming back to the NFL will mean, will, all, will almost be like a sellout. Exactly. You're going to lose it. I feel like we sold out because there hasn't been anything done. There hasn't been any real change. Right. So 
in order, you know, I, I feel that Cap should continue doing what he's doing, which he more than likely will, because, you know, the um, negative mind behind it will say, well, he doesn't want to play. He wants to be an activist now. Let him be an activist. Mm-hmm. You I know, mean, they'll use that as an excuse to keep him out of the NFL. I mean, but it, what's wrong with that? I mean, who knows if his calling in life was to start out playing football to open the door for him to make bigger moves for the culture or for, you know, mm-hmm. In general, you know, for us to take a step forward, you know, because this is going to be a controversial point in history that's going to be talked about 50 years from now. Right. Right. I mean, what's more important? You going down in history for making the most touchdown passes or, you know, for actually creating a change in society, that a positive change. Right. And then if you, if you get back in the NFL right now, you know, then your whole integrity is questionable. You know what you just said. Right. You said it's like call out for a dollar, or because you love a sport that is run by some puppet masters that you know are constantly oppressing your people anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's what's more important? That's yeah, and, and guess what? You both you both hit it right out the park because that's what that's the reason why I even drew up this question in our production meeting is is the fact that um yes, cap taking a stand and continuing to take a stand is what we need in this day and time. We do not need people go you know, going back to what is already, you know, um, um a bad situation. The NFL has not done anything to 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 stop systemic oppression because they're they're part of the system that's oppressing us. You know what I mean? So therefore, you know, why would they? You understand what I'm saying? Why realistically, why would they? So business also Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to go on to the next topic real quick. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we, it's current events. So Tim Tebow signed to the NFL. Good luck to you, brother. Um, the gas line. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I had to bring up the um, the gas line um, situation. Is it return to normal, guys? What, what are we hearing? Is it return to normal now? Yeah, they're saying, well, what I just saw recently, maybe about an hour ago, is that they're saying that operations is back open on the line, but there's still a little supply and shortage. So Mm -hmm. meaning that they've gotten control of the situation to an extent, but for, you know, because the fact that it was out of line for a while, there's going to be a shortage until they can, you you know, get that back to where it was before. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. What you saying? From the other side of the country, you know, it's a little different, man, when, you know, our current events are different to yours, man, what we see over here. And I, right now, there's electrical issues going on. Okay. Know? So, okay. Uh, yeah, no. like and then the, on the fires. Yeah, right, right, Don't right. What happened in Texas a while back when right. in February, they left everybody in the cold, yeah. you know, talking about electricity outages. This is, I think these are all precursors to what's going to happen in society. I think these are all steps on getting bringing us closer to the real martial law. All right, so now hold on to those thoughts because this this goes into why I brought up the gas line situation because it's all you come up with all the conspiracy theories and all this other stuff. So we say is it turn returning? Is it how's the electric out there? Is it is it got be, got better? What are we talking about? I just you know like for for instance right now uh, my mother in law's um, and my my wife's grandmother's uh, neighborhood is experiencing outages for the whole week. And oh wow. This was scheduled supposedly like uh, maintenance uh, on the on the lines out there or whatever. And then aside from that, there's been like, um, you know, threats to the grid crashing during the summer coming up. So it's kind of like, you know, how they 
you know, with COVID, they were like, oh, we suspect that there's going to be new mutated strains. I mean, like, how the fuck you know that? It's because you putting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that goes into what we're talking about, the fear factor. Right. And that's I, that's what me as the conspiracy theorist that I am sometimes, I look at the pipeline situation as a fear, as a, as a simple as a simple matter of fear. You get this surplus of people buying gas at such a high rate and then all of a sudden you get some of that money back that you actually lost out on throughout the pandemic because with people yep. not traveling as much, you couldn't fluctuate the gas prices as much. It wasn't no, it was no use for gas as much because people were actually too scared to go anywhere. As soon as everything opened up, the gas prices go up. Come on now. Then all of a sudden it's a hack. All of a sudden, you know, you know, what was the password? Um, gas line one, two, three, like, come on, man. What are you talking yeah. about? I mean, but it's the same thing. If you look at it, like almost every year or two years tops, um, gas prices skyrocket and then they go back down. Like, like, what is this just like the people that's holding the oil? And they couldn't do that. And they couldn't do do that in the past year. Oh, and it's not a, it's not a supply and demand type thing to where, you know, there's like a shortage of it. And now we got to boost the price. It's not somebody that's holding all the oil that's saying, I'm not selling it to you right oh, now. Oh, the fear in it. Oh, it's no more right. 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 <laughs> it's like, we're gonna, feed you crumbs. we're gonna feed you crumbs right now until you act right. 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 Exactly. And they, 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 and they've always, they've always been like the parent that want to just chastise a child when yeah, it right. comes down to how they rule. Right. So yeah. it goes. So it said, Red said, "Rose that fair factor, human wastefulness." So we are very wasteful as a country. Very wasteful, right? Yeah. Right. Go with that. And this will lead into one of our. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back to this one. Doomsday preparation. This is this country ready? Is this country ready for the outages that we be having? The gas problems we have and the electricity. Absolutely, uh, absolutely not. To disasters, it's a lack of preparation in our country, and we're going to we're going to have a show on that, Zach. If you want to come back around for that, all right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? If you want to come back around, oh uh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to come back around for that one, we're going to talk about Doomsday preparation and the lack of preparation in our community. The lack of preparation in our community. Our community do not do, does not does not does not nowhere near prepare for any kind of natural disasters that might happen out there. I'm sure you're aware of this uh, statistic right here, but um, the black community is responsible for the most spending in this country. Right. On, on everything, if you, if you bring all categories together, mm-hmm. and I think that's 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 the most part, um, you know, that that is the, the the biggest factor in all of this is that if people will just be more educated on their how big of a part they play in holding the system up, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? and, right. and we can actually, we can right. actually come together. Like like there was supposed to be like I remember there was supposed to be like this. Blackout Tuesday, like last year, where nobody's supposed to post. They were going to just post a black screen on social media. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? What is this going to, you know, help? Like if we do this for one day and now our social media sees everybody posting a black screen all day for one day. So what? Like, what did that change? Right. right, right. There was another thing somebody posted and it didn't catch like wildfire like that uh, so-called movement did. Um, And somebody said, all right, on June 7th, let nobody buy or spend any money in the outside of the community. Right. I remember that. 
But what we got to do real quick, but you know, I'm sorry I got to cut you off because that's the reason why that that topic we just touched on it because we wanted to say you know the gas and all that other stuff we touched on it so that we could bring that back for a future show. But right. at that moment, what we have to do at the 30 minute mark, I don't know why we never remind you of this, but at the 30 minute mark, we have to throw it back to the network and allow them to let the, let people know how they could get involved if they want to get involved, if they want to throw a show, how they could support us how they could do all that good stuff. And right after that, we got a clip for you guys. We got a special, special, special speech from Martin Luther King Jr. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Always sponsored by Baller. That's our that's our personal personal Baller baby. Big application account for the arts. But can I get my can I where 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 is my clip? There we go. Mm-hmm. Big screen. Big screen. Hold on. I can't hear it again. What we doing? Can't hear it. Uh-oh. Here we go. There we go. Technical All right. difficulties. Technical difficulties. All right. So that clip was from one of my one of my favorite shows, The Boondocks. It was a very funny clip. We thought that um, we could get that to you guys. Um, but unfortunately, we can't get that to you guys. We thought we fixed the glitch from the last time, from the last show. But who knows? So we're just the we're just the monkeys in the cage, <laughs> as, they say, as they say. And we're ready for the clip. We, I heard we're ready for the clip. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. To drive to that familiar beach house with familiar faces. There we go. Excuse me, brothers and sisters, please. If someone just turn off. King looked out on his people and saw they were in great need. So he did what all great leaders do. He told them the truth. Will you and you and niggas please shut the hell up? <laughs> He just said what I think he said. Is this it? This is what I got all those ass whoopings for. I had a dream once. It was a dream that little black boys and little black girls would drink from the river of prosperity, freed from the thirst of oppression. But lo and behold, some four decades later, what have I found? But a bunch of trifling, shiftless, good-for-nothing niggas. And I know some of you don't want to hear me say that word. It's the ugliest word in the English language. But that's what I see now, niggas. And you don't want to be a nigger, because niggas are living contradictions. 
Niggas are full of unfulfilled ambitions. Niggas wax and wane. Niggas love to complain. Niggas love to hear themselves talk but hate to explain. Niggas love being another man's judge and jury. Niggas procrastinate until it's time to worry. Niggas love to be late. Niggas hate to hurry. Black entertainment television. Okay. Alright, so why show the clip, right? It goes into the topic of today, the clash of styles addressing our civil rights part two. Um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, very, 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 very serious and important part of our um civil rights movements they're probably on the mount rushmore of what it what what it what it mean you know what it is also remember you can follow us on instagram at plugged a plug molly and joe that's plugged and mj um you can rock us on catch us on facebook that's plugged with molly and joe the mental warriors but why show the clip the clip the clip goes into why we had a part two because we did we're going to speak today on um what would Martin Luther King Jr. or what would a Malcolm X think of us today in our in our journey in our journeys towards um, getting um, equal rights or or getting civil rights for that matter? Have we accomplished anything? Did their did their work accomplish anything? Um, why a part two to today? Um, it's because it's needed. It's we need to understand everything, everything. That um everything that we you know that we could really you know we could really come up with to to, to try to combat what's happening to us. Um, how accurately does this clip represent the issues facing the black community today, Joe? Um, when you look at the status of where we are as a community of people, Malcolm X once said, "You can't separate peace from freedom." Because no one at peace, no one can be at peace until they have freedom. Mm. Um, we're not truly free. Maybe in a physical sense, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in the logical and the men- in the education sense, in the mental sense, we're not. The reason right. why we're not is because we're st- there's still there's still a systemic uh unintellect for people you know it, it's almost like every 20 years and we've talked about this before every 20 years there's a new cycle of something that comes down to keep us in this the state that we're in some people may break the mold when it comes to money they may be financially free mm-hmm. but as far as the mass majority of and i'm mostly speaking for minorities we're not truly free because we're still a victim to the dollar. We're still a victim to the the, the money that holds the value in today's society. Right. So, um, I don't think they went through what they went through to see us where we are right now. That's why I truly think that. That's why I truly think that there's um, it does, it 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 faces an issue in black community because we're not where we need to be as a people yet. Right. Right. We still perpetuate the same behaviors that they were talking about in that boondock episode. Mm-hmm. And those behaviors were spoken about, about, you know, a, a, a prior group of people that they were speaking to. So if we, we could still relate that same message 
throughout the throughout the generations, throughout the decades after it goes into what we're going to try to talk about today. Um, Zach, Zach, what do you think? Um, does that clip does that clip um, show any you know show you what's happening in the community today? I mean, yeah, I, I like that that show for a lot of reasons. They they did talk about a lot of concepts and topics that are hot and. Uh, a lot of it is meant like that clip particularly to be enlightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was less of comic comedy at that point, mm-hmm. um, which some people might sit at home and just don't get it and laugh, you know, and right. I think there's other deep thinkers or free thinkers, I should like say. Myself. <laughs> and, and, and like myself, they look at it and, and it was disturbing. Um, right. It was disturbing to see that it was so, so real, right? Yeah, and you know, um, not gonna stray too far for what the topic is, but you know, did their did their work is it did it is it actually having an effect on society today? Yes, they did not do any of what they did for nothing. You know, is it is it is it where we're supposed to be? Of course not, and you know that's because there's something bigger. There's a machine behind this system. That you know, they have way more money. They're in control. They're pulling the strings. I always use the term puppet masters because what we see, what we hear, what we are influenced by, what we learn in school, everything is you know determined by this system. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the, these puppet masters. So right. yeah, when we look at when we look at like just for instance the N word, right? Um, you know, I used to be a rapper. You know that. And I grew up in a city called Pasadena where everybody was called the N-word in my generation. And no matter what color you were, and that might seem strange to you guys living in Brooklyn or born and raised in Brooklyn, but that's how it was in my neighborhood. And so when I, when I moved to New York, you know, certain people was uncomfortable with it. And, and, you know, I, I recently stopped using the word when my father passed not too long after he passed, because that's, I feel like I was a contradiction to what my father taught me and what he stood for. Even right. heard me and my friends using it, black and non-blacks, you know, using it in the house and God on us. And like, you would not use that word in my house. And I was young and stupid and rebellious. And I just thought that you don't understand dad, but I was uneducated. And when I started to realize that even even I have, I have black friends that say, hey, man, you blacker than most people I know. And, you know, just because I, I was accepted, but not realizing that being uneducated on how that makes certain people feel from different regions of the United States. That right there alone speaks to that clip. And I'm like, is it really a term of endearment or is it something you're trying to hold on to to make light of a bad situation and take power and control? Back. I don't think so. I think I think what in that clip, what they were doing, what he was doing was basically putting it in the terms of what it really is. It's like it's a difference between um, it's a t- difference between myself and what they would call a nigga. Like, I mean, it could be any color and be that word. Because right. Absolutely. And it wasn't just it wasn't just for black people. It was an energy. It was a demeaning. It was, it was using a negative context. So. When you compared with King and Malcolm, they were called those names because that's how people saw them. So for us in this generation and past generations to look at that word and say, oh, it's a good thing now. When it was originally anybody who was thought to be called the N-word was uh, in a negative context. So you can't you can't sit here and say that the N word means something good. We know that it had a a bad connotation to it. So even now, I still look at it because people are still using it in that content, in that context. They're not it it, is 
Yes, you have some people that say, oh, it's good, but then that's part of the manip- manipulation so, of the mind. So but, what I'll do is, what I'll do is, because we're going, because I know you guys are going to touch on it still again. Um, but I want to move along with the with the topic because remember this is the part two to Martin and Malcolm. So we saw a little something from Martin. We're not going to see nothing from Malcolm. But what we're going to do is I'm gonna ask questions to this is pointed this is pointed directly to Zach Wright. No matter of fact, we all can answer this. And I think you answered it last week. I think we did answer it, but we was rushing at that time. So maybe we can bring it back around a little bit, or maybe not. But my question is, is for Zachariah especially, as a person whose father um, fought alongside Martin Luther King in his stance for civil rights activism and such, um, being that we've had Martin Luther King and in hindsight we got Malcolm X as well, and that's the balance, right? That's the the two people we're talking about. Um, What is your stance as an activist yourself? being raised by someone who stood with Martin Luther King, but you're in, you know, you, you've, 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 um, been, you, you've, you know, you know about Malcolm X. Yeah. Um, I mean, my father, like I said, he met both of them and, and he taught me a little bit about both of what they, what both of them stood for. It just so happened that, you know, um, he couldn't really rock with, with the, the group that was rocking with Malcolm and, and have as an effect as he did because, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep this really brief and get get back on topic. But I didn't mention my father's name on that show I appeared on, and I feel like that was not a, a misrepresentation of of who who I am. And Herbert S. Mann was my father. Um, he was also a, a, con- a spokesman for a Congregation of Racial Equality. So movements like that had were more in alignment with what Martin stood for. Mm-hmm. He told me about both of what they, what both of them stood for, and as I mentioned in, in that past episode, he was actually for what uh, both methods, just depending on the situation. That's how he taught me and raised me, especially since he's seen what my generation was still facing after all those years of, of fighting. Right. So what is your stance? Right. Me personally, um, I, I agree with what my father told me when I asked him whose methods do you agree with, you know, and whose whose methods would you rock with? I, I I think it depends on the situation. We're at a point now where you can't really, you're not, you can't fight. This is not a David and Goliath thing. You know what I mean? God could be with you, but we can't forget that, you know, God has a bigger plan for this and it may not happen. His plan doesn't correspond with our timeline all the time. So certain things have to go down. You know what I mean? And if you're going to rock with, you know, trying to say, well, it's a David and Goliath and you're going to fight the system. You're not going to win in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that you have to pass down as a legacy to your children that we have to fight with education, you know, educating each other and, and make moves that make sense. You know, what are we going to do? Just, just like this podcast is great. But then what do we do? Like wh- where you hold, where does the, the weight hold most? And it's about hitting them in their pockets. You know what I mean? So if you want to fight the enemy, you have to take what they thrive on away from them. Right. Got to begin to get in there. Yeah. Since you are the puppets that they're using to to strengthen those that that part of their fight, which is the money, you mm-hmm. know, you have to hit them where it hurts, and you have to unite. People have to unite as a community, and that's not going to happen without a first step like platforms like this to educate people. Because right. you first you have to be educated in order to unite. So yes, I am for both, but. You know, we have to be smart about this move, you know, in order to take care exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. Step by step. You're not going to accomplish it in one generation. So, Joe, 
Um, no, not in one generation at all. Not in one generation at all. Um, Joe, um, which approach do you prefer or favor? Which approach? Which which approach do you prefer? Um, it depends on the situation. And I'm saying that because we've seen both situations at work. There are times where you need to be a peaceful, you know, depending on the, uh, depending on what's happening. And there are times where you need to show a little force and be a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they both make sense. They, like, There's nothing wrong with either or. Like in times of today, peace is not working. They expect us to be passive, you know. So we got to be aggressive. But not to the point where they want to kill us. Okay. Not to the point where they want to shoot us. Let us know that we mean business. Like like Zach, like Zachariah said earlier. Be smart. Be aggressively intelligent. Use our brains. Use our minds mm-hmm. to get where we need to go. Because you can impact people. You can hurt people without physically hurting them. Right. And, and and let's say, let's say people were being smart, right? How could we fight them? Okay, you have to buy from them, right? You have to even get in into businesses. You get you have they they fluctuate and the, the market fluctuates off of what we spend or what businesses that we run. Um, and, and how do you fight that? All right, well, first we have to all come we have together. To, we have to yeah, exactly unity. We have to be together. And and if and if it's more than just the black community coming together, which is a huge feat in itself. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is which is more than that, and if, right. and if other people to join in, then we become stronger as you know. As so before we get to that, because that actually is a question, actually is a question that we do have here. Um, but in self reflection, what influences do we see as individual? Meaning, so as you self reflect, where does the influence come from? As you look deep within yourself, you know what I mean. You know what influences you. You know what has what has made you who you were who you are as individuals today. And I think people have to do a lot more self-reflection so that they can really understand what influences them. I mean, I think I, the- I can totally agree with that. I can totally agree where you're coming from. Now, looking at self-reflection, your influences are going to come from the people who's around you. If they're not on the level that you expect to be, it's easy to fall into that well mm-hmm. of, 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 um, of, negative energy of of the lifestyle that they live because that's all that's around you most of us don't get to where we are in life until once we leave and experience life for ourselves right we don't get there unless we have people who are there in our life when we're young we don't get there like it's we need more people that already there mm-hmm. i know as a child i had a few people in my life that were there but i didn't necessarily understood it but once i became on my own and started seeing how the world goes around that's when I was able to understand certain things. But at the same time, looking and being around certain people when I was younger, I say, I see why they were there. The, right. it, the seed was planted, but it wasn't growing. It right. didn't start to grow until I got on my own and understood certain things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we don't have a lot of places or a lot of people who continue to who help them grow early. Okay. You know, and, and that's how I, you know, the self-reflection comes from the people that are around you and comes from the, 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 the society that we're in. So if we're in a society of chaos, a society of chaos, that's what's going to be in people's minds until they get to that place of peace, that place of calm, that place of, uh, of, 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 adapt, of adaptation, you know? So that, that, that now with that being known, um, Zach, I'm going to throw this question at you. What approach will work in the present day then? Like we talk about self-reflection, we're talking about you know, which stance we prefer. 
it, would the Martin Luther King stance work today? Would the Malcolm X stance work today? Would it be a mix of the both? Because that's something that we spoke about last last week when we were talking about the Black Panthers being a brainchild of them both. Um, what about, because um, me personally, for me personally, I feel that it has to be a balance. It has to be, like like Joe said, it has to be a matter of circumstances. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm already tagged or red flagged or marked or whatever by the system, Facebook, whoever. So I'm going to say I speak freely regardless. And I think that in order to fight on a level of as far as, you know, um, you know, the real fight, like picking up arms, because that's how wars are won regardless. And well, nowadays war is changing, but um, I think without a fight, nothing is going to happen anyway without an actual, without a real physical conflict mm-hmm. and will be lives lost. We know that, but that can't happen now because we won't win. Right. We won't win. So war won't work. So I think first, first it has to be a step by step. And like I said, this is the first move where we actually get the voice. We're in the era now where your voice can reach millions of people. And that right. couldn't happen before unless you were put on TV or you know, Time magazine or something, right? Your propaganda. Right. So now we have we have to develop platforms like this and then market it properly, which is why I'm so heavily invested in what you guys are doing. And I, I'm thirsty to be a part of it to on a, on a larger level. You. Oh, don't so, worry about it, brother. We got you, man. So that so that this can get out to the masses and then, you know, not only people that already think like this who are awake and, and free thinkers. We can shake, shake people up. Shake people up. To educate people and right. to change a few minds in the process. And, and then that has to happen so that we can make bigger moves like becoming in a community where we can become self-sustainable. Right. You're so, not, you so, can't. Yeah. yeah. But here's a, here's another thing about what you just said, Zachariah, and I'm just gonna say this briefly. The information's always been there. Right. The, 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 it's not like you said. It's about obtaining the masses. We get it. The people are there. The world is there. But this is not new. This information's always been available. It's just about getting it to the people. Mm-hmm. I think if you get more to the people, because the information's there. It's right. in books. It's places where people are not gonna look, and people don't. Um, they're not, they don't, they don't not have access to the information, but it's about the people who care. It's about the most important thing. It's about making this information and making this stuff important to where people want to look and look at it, but it's there. Like you can't, you're not denied the information, but you have to take them, uh, you have to take the ability to go and find it. Go and look. look at it. So now when you look at it, it's, 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 so the one I guess says hard to self-reflect because it can bring criticism and painful experience, but this is exactly where our growth and greatness come from, mm-hmm. right? Self-reflection comes. Self-reflection is the mirror of our greatness. You know what I mean? Because once we look in that mirror and be able to be honest with oneself, then we could be able to begin to heal and then be able to, you know, to, to, to come into our greatness. Because once you're not real with yourself, there's no way you're going to be real with everybody else. And Absolutely. you got to be, you got to be unapologetically real with yourself. And and, and real growth comes from when we step out of our comfort zone. So you should be willing to make yourself uncomfortable or face your demons if you want to grow. Right. So what our approach today should be, it should be, um, you know, with the, you know, with, with any kind of violence in the back of the head based on protecting oneself, um, based on um, protecting your family and your loved ones and the such, you know what I mean? And for the, you know, and for the movement, but, 
I, and talking about the movement, right? Question, because we, you know, we're getting close to the to the closing time. But so I'm looking at all my questions, and they all tying together. Why hasn't there been another Martin or Malcolm? You got a minute. You got a minute, Joe. Why hasn't there been another Martin or Malcolm? Because the their their, their bottom line has been compromised due to the value of the dollar, the value of uh, where people think it's prosperity. Mm. Um, people feel that they're there. People don't feel that it's important anymore. Mm. Um, you can't. Uh, you can't. Ha- there, there can't be anybody in the long front or the limelight that is giving this information out. And you're t- and, and and speaking of the importance of this, and telling people know that oh, we're, we're we're unjust. We're being unjust. We're being treated unfairly. But then there are people who feel that they've reached their value in life that says that's not true. More people have, you know, gained their success or what they deem as to be valued. So it's almost like it's not important anymore. Right. Because they, they got some type of wealth through it or what have you in that in that time. Right. So my thing, why hasn't been another Martin and Malcolm um, is because of the people themselves. The people themselves has not has not um, rallied behind anyone to say, OK, you are the one you are the one that's that's going to that's going to lead us and there's people that duck their head out like Farrakhan, jesse jackson al sharpton even today's time dr umar is trying to jump out there and you know and people have not rallied behind great men i mean me and zachariah has, has seen you know some of the best teachers um when it comes down to teaching about life and i've seen people not unite behind them in a smaller scale so just imagine in these bigger scales and whatnot. It's the people. That's the reason why there hasn't been another Martin and Malcolm is because the people don't. The people are complacent, as you would say, Joe, and they don't want to unite um, for the for the life of them. They don't want to do this. They and 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 they're so negative against other cultures. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you know they want to they like I said in some ways people talk call it reverse racism, but yeah, we got complacent. So People what do you have definitely gotten comfortable? Yes. What do you think? Um, why hasn't it been another Martin and Malcolm? Is um, it even possible? And then I want you to talk. That is it even possible? Is it even possible to um, have another? I think, I think there are, uh, you know, within the community, people like them, and I think there's not because of number one, uh, what has happened to them. You know, number two, there, there's the fear factor thing out there. What's going on in society? How we try to create chaos in order to create order. You know, I mean, order out of chaos. So they create all these problems and then try to control us with it by saying, hey, let me save you out of this problem. And, you know, if you want to look at hip hop as a parallel of why there's no more Martin and Malcolm, because you see how the hip hop game changed. You know, back in the days, we used to have artists that talked about real issues. Now, if if only those artists only exist on YouTube. You know what I mean? But they're not getting out to the masses only if they're smart enough to be, you know, their digital marketing game is on point and they can get a, a, a lot of followers, but they're still going to be suppressed to a certain degree. Right. Which is why even podcasts like this will be suppressed to reach a certain amount of audience. But if we're savvy enough, we can get it in front of enough people that that that, that can make a change. But the point is that there are Martin and Malcolms out there. Why there's no more is because the system is designed to keep it hidden. Is to keep those voices suppressed. Right, right, and that's where that's where platforms such as ours, plug with Molly and Joe, Zachariah coming on the show. That's the reason why. That's the reason why we are here. That's the reason why. That's the reason why you know we've been toiling with these twelve shows now and getting it going to where we're going. We're going to shake some minds up. You know what I mean, Zachariah? I understand. I know that for a fact. Go ahead. 
one last thing. I, I don't want to go out on that note because I don't want to seem like the guy that says, you know, blame the system. You know what I'm saying? You so could be like, oh, the system is still got us in shackles, you know, and and and, and that's not that's not a free thinker. You're still a sheep. And and there's a lot of sheeple out there that sit at home and complain. And if you're gonna sit at home and complain, you, you, you ain't doing nothing to, to help the you are right. the problem. Right. Instead of saying, oh, the system is the problem, I'm a firm believer in saying I don't care what the system is doing. Uh, we have to be more creative and, and and get get um get off our asses and do something about this. Right. You're home, Joe's home, I'm home, and guess what we're doing? We're sitting yeah. here using our minds to give something to the people, to give somebody some food for thought. That's all we want everybody to do is think right now. It's to start to think about what can we do to give back to our communities? What can we do to give back to the cause? What can we do to, 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 to plug into the minds of our youth? Because that's what's missing. That's the reason why the show is called Plug with Molly and Joe. It's like because there's something missing. There's something missing in us that we have to get plugged in. Like it has to be, it has to be fed into us. You know what I mean? But my last question before we close on out, man, with um with an announcement, um, can we accomplish what what has been? Can we accomplish our our, our what what we're trying to do as a collective, which is gain our civil rights, just be, gain our humanity in a in a whole, um, where there is no one leader, or is it already? It's already it's already in us to always have that savior. In a sense, um, I personally feel that we can accomplish it if we looked at what our bottom lines were, if we looked at what our what the real impact of our lives were. It could be accomplished if you have things like the media, if it, these things were addressed and it's, and let people know what the real value of life is. Absolutely, it could be. It's supposed to be that way, but because of the fact that it's not, that's the reason why, like you said, Zachariah, we're sheep. You know, but if, if once our true value and our true worth is is talked about and expressed, it can definitely be accomplished because you don't need a leader for self-accomplishment. Right. It's you. Right. You don't have to worry about the other person. It's yourself. So but, once you get your own accomplished things, once you get your own self-accomplished, yes, you can. it can be accomplished. I think the leaders are born out of the movement. That's my thing. I think the leaders happen because the movement is happening. So I think if we continue to continue this movement, whether it be we do not, you know, you understand what I'm saying? We will find the leader will happen because there will be somebody inspired to speak a little louder, to speak a little harder, to study a little harder. You understand what I'm saying? That's where you get a Malcolm X from. That's where you get Martin Luther King. That's where you get Marcus Garvey. That's where you get uh, Fred Hampton and such. You know what I mean? So what do you think? As uh, um, I'm Zach Wright for that last question. Can we accomplish this? Can we do this? Can we do... Yes, what, but like, uh, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing good is easily attained in life, right? So I think the biggest part is, like, even if you talk about, like, you know, overnight successes, they're not, there's no such thing as an overnight success because you don't, you didn't see the hard work that that person put in up until the right. point where you started hearing about them. Right. You know That's what I mean? So, right. so we have to look at it in the same context. If you're going to make a change in society for something that's been, we're talking like this is over, you, people think it's over 400 years. This is over 4,000 years in the making. Right. Right. You know? 
And, and if you want to talk about making a change, it's not going to happen in this generation. So we right. have to look at this realistically and say, what steps can we take in this generation? Because every success story has a step by step. If you think about the only the end game, you will never be successful. You right. have to plot out the steps it takes to right. get it's chestnut checkers. And it's hard work. And, and we have to understand that if we think about it in that context, then this generation will come up with a plan for this generation and then pass it on as a legacy to your children to accomplish the next step. Right. And if we look at it as that, yes, it can be accomplished. So as a collective, if we put the steps of steps in front of our children for them to climb, they could put the next step in front of their children and allow them to climb. I guess we can get up out of this little, this, 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 this. Yeah. And the key is... The key is with this in, in the advent of Internet, the, the you know, information is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We just have to educate people enough and use our tactics like some digital marketing. It's going to take that. You know, you can't just viral videos. You know, some of them are, happen like, you know, spontaneously and others are plotted. You know what I mean? So we have to do that in a sense where we take steps to, to get the, the word out there to as many people as possible and then tell them to do the same thing. Okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ella, Ella Reese. Um, she's, she, she's from one of the shows on everything podcast show on Fridays, I believe. Um, Sean, the Don, he's he checking us out. Um, as usual, he has his own show as well. The evening rush, obviously. Um, but as we close out, man, listen, we can accomplish anything together, man. I, you know, I took a step back and let these two Kings, kick it about these these topics that they you know that their hearts you know their hearts bleed about i mean i it, ble- it bleeds from my heart but sometimes you hear you hear me too much so I, you know I, I like to kick back and allow these men to, to to bring their to bring their fire and to bring their to bring their emotions so what we're going to do is we're going to do one announcement real quick and then shut it shut it down all right fellas but um zachariah appreciate you man my brother from another mother man appreciate you um, we're going to, we're going to get, we said, we said this a long time ago, we was going to do, we was going to do this. We didn't think it was going to be in this form, but it's, it's happening. And, and it's actually your, your, your spirit and your desire to work with us. is what's going to allow us to do some big things in the future. I already see it right now. I, that. I, know, Joe, I know Joe is all, all down for it. So what we're going to do is it's definitely sponsored by Bala. And what we got going on coming up, our very next event coming up is... Balling big at Baller. Mr. Corn is good. As we cross back, we don't know who that is. This is the shop. Don't know who that is. Top of place executive chef. Big Apple East Academy will have a table there as well. All righty. Yeah, yeah, that's our pop-up shop. I know you can't support it, Zachariah, but listen, some someday, someday we'll be, we, you know, let's let's get big so that we can do that kind of stuff, take flights and just be in, in each coast. Of course. Right. of course. But definitely we are sponsored by Baller. Um, Joe, any last words? Oh, this has been great. Like we can continue on with this topic, but there there'll be more opportunities for us to do that. So right, right, right. 
Um, oh, let me explain to you guys what Baller means. It is it is Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. The reason why I keep saying Baller is because I want it to be a household name just like that. That's and right. you figure out the acronym, just like when you say the NAACP. You figure out the acronyms afterwards. Some people don't even know the acronyms right this minute, but they know the, what the NAACP is supposed to stand for, right? So it's the same thing with Baller. You will know we for the arts, we for our people, we for our community. You will always know that. Zachariah. Yes. Any last words? Um, no, I just want to say that uh, there, there's been a lot of, um, you know, people that are, are, are becoming so-called woke. But I think that we have to stop, you know, bombarding ourselves with how hard this movement is going to be yes. and, talk about, and talk about the small steps that we need to take to move forward. And all of them easy. You know, the people that make the biggest excuses never accomplish anything. You sure know, or the, that let the smallest excuses get in the way you know, we'll never achieve big things. Exactly. Really. And that's true said, man. And with that, guys, man, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, chiming in. We appreciate the prayers. We are teaching um, donations. We do got a cash app somewhere. Like I said, we're so modest about what we're doing here, man, that uh, we take we, we probably take for granted the platform that we're on. But we're sponsored by Baller, Big Appalachian County for the Yard. Support the cash app at 347-859-2226. Um, hosted by Molly and Joe. Call in. Oh, we forgot to tell them to call in a lot. Call in next time, 929-441-2417. And with that, guys, we are out. We appreciate everyone. Peace. Peace.